our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And Edmund. He on the Old Fashioned Health Show, Good Health Inside and Out. All right, so... How y'all doing today? How you doing today, man? I'm good, right? What's going on? What's going on? You, you good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, now. <laughs> All right, old folks say, All right, now. Yeah, I got me a little recharge this weekend, and I'm back to business and trying to get things organized and, and, and done and all that good stuff. Look, I, uh, Evan, I was so tired that I fell asleep in the other studio today. I, I had been working since early this morning uh-huh. I said let me just sit down just for one minute when I sat down that chair you know the chair in the, in the podcast room yeah I was out <laughs> I was like oh my god and then one people knocking on the studio doors we when I woke up I was like that's just I think that's overworking it's just, that's just way 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 you tired way. man you gotta was, get some rest man, but I was so geeked about being uh to just getting getting the day started and all that kind of stuff so we have a great show today we have uh a special guest that's going to come in today at 405, uh, a female entrepreneur. We're highlighting her today. She owns a, an actual studio herself, and she owns a trucking company. Uh, and as well, she she's the person that has a studio where you get a lot of the entertainers and stuff coming in, producing the albums and so forth and so on, all that kind of good okay, things. Okay, so music right. studio. Music studio. Okay. Yep, yep, music studio. Things like that. You know, I'll be on my guest, my co-host, I was like, are you ready? Are you ready? Now, one thing I will say, he know how to just, you can just throw him in the middle. It's like a chameleon. He'd be like, okay, if I ain't ready, I, by the time you get everything <laughs> crunk, I'll, I'll fall right in place. You won't be able, you, it'll be seamless. Like, ain't, like I already know everything. So I don't have to worry about that if something happens. It's like, well, I ain't going to be here today. I think you can handle it. All right, so please make sure you all vote. Yes. It is important. Make sure you vote. Uh, I would and just, watch the debate tonight. Tonight, what, 7, 8? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Okay, o'clock. all right, cool. Yeah, watch the, I know, right? Same thing yeah. I said, Jerry. It's like I did the, you know, Jerry got this little, he got this little quick little thing he do like man nah, ain't no. working that yeah <laughs> I, I was thinking this, I was like I can't I, can't. I mean I wish love love well hold on now on. wait a minute now normally everybody up in here want to watch uh, I voted political I voted for uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris already okay but still I mean you, you don't even want to see what people have to you know discuss Mm-mm. and talk about because okay. I made my vote already I ain't got to change my mind because all I'm going to do is get mad <laughs> I'm just like why ain't somebody slapped it oh, you know so I was like no nah, I don't, don't want to watch had I not voted already I might be like let me just watch it just because maybe it was the right thing to do. I don't know. But I know I don't want Donald Trump in office for sure. Uh, and let me tell you, there, there's 545 kids, missed, uh, children, that are without their parents right now as we speak. They had those, those uh, immigrants that they put in those, locked them in, uh, they come across the border, and they promised the, the uh, courts that they were going to reunite them with their kid, with their mothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. How about... When it came time to do it, they don't have no traces of what the mother and father are, and the kids can't get back to their parents. That's, and I you have 545 kids that are just like, where's my Displaced mother, where's my father? from their parents. Yeah. 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 They, don't, they is, don't really even know where to start they don't even to know begin what, the process. They don't, they, and the, some of the kids can barely talk. 
And some of them are too young to talk. Too young to talk. So anybody voting for Trump is evil as he is to, to support a man that's taking their parent, taking their kids away from their family. That's just straight evil. So you got a problem with it? You can go and text me, email me. I ain't got a problem with it. Just I'll read your email. But I think anybody that does that has no heart for people all together. And I think that's not even a political thing. That's just wrong to take a person. It reminds me of uh, the whole slavery thing. You took a people from their from their native land and then expect them to be able to understand who they are and then you know understand when they do something different because this is not who they and you teach them whatever you want <clears throat> whatever you want to teach but I know it's not black history month but I think it should because we should have black history more than one month but anyway so much for that uh little soapbox message soapbox message uh, so we got that going on and I think the temperature is kind of changing I noticed this morning at first it was kind of warm like mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it got cool I'm like is it supposed to rain or something because it seemed like the weather just kind of changed. Yeah, something. Mother Nature doesn't know what kind of outfit she want to put on right now. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got we got the doctors calling in, it, in today. <clears throat> today. Right. Uh, water, I need some water. So, uh, man, you gonna say something? Tell me what you what you what you got planned for the weekend coming up. Today is Thursday. Today is Thursday, so we just got to get through to tomorrow. Um, man, I got a lot <laughs> a lot of stuff I need to get done and want to get done. Let's just say that for the most part is just uh prioritizing, you know, what's important. So, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I'm, I'm gonna let her slide. I tell you after when we get out there. But Oh, she took an absolutely beautiful picture, but I'm gonna tell you with the caption in the picture what it said. But okay. With, okay. I won't get on the air, but uh, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, also, uh, in the news, the, the Braves did not make it to the World Series. They were three and one and could not win one more game to make it to the World Series. Wow. The Dodgers end up winning the World Series. The, the Atlanta just having a hard time with any type of sporting team to mm-hmm. win anything. Mm-hmm. Ain't looking good. Ain't looking good. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, you know how we always do. We always start the show off with our Black National Anthem and all that kind of things. We're going to do that. And I noticed that uh, people are starting to play it a little bit more. They are. They are. It's you like, put it out there in the universe. Okay. They really picking up they, on they it. They listen to me. They listen to where the universe put it out, uh, got it out there for them doing that. Uh, I want to also tell you, it was something else that happened. I said I was going to decide on what I was going to talk about. Is that a new product you got? I know it's just a clear version. Oh, no. That's just a... Uh, no, generic in the little, brand. In the yeah. This is a generic brand. It's, oh, you have a generic it, brand of your own, it own product? It doesn't have the um, the scent or the smell to it. It's just a, it's unscented. Oh. Yeah, unscented hand sanitizer. Okay, okay, Some okay. people prefer not, prefer not to have the scent, and some people do. So. Right, because it's yeah. so it won't bother the allergies. Hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The fragrance, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and that smell is a, a very um, unique smell in yes, the sense that, that some like people it. really you either love it or, or very much so dislike it it's one or the other it's really not an in-between okay so some people really don't care for that particular scent and some people love it so yeah we have an unscented version as well okay okay uh are you working later today uh yeah yeah i'm always working that's that is truly <laughs> not the question <laughs> i'm always working ah, okay just asking <laughs> I'd be on my co-host about other projects and stuff that we, we work on outside the studio. Just be giving them a hard time. All right, y'all. So uh, we're going to uh, get ready to get the show started here. We'll be right back. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, uh, we're gonna Dr. Have, uh, Alexander. Dr. Alexander to, to uh, come in. But I think I was just Jerry doing that. All right, so we're going to get the show started. We'll be right back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On The Real 1100. 
some of my dear friends to help me sing about freedom and cause it to ring. First Step Staffing is the largest nonprofit alternative staffing agency in the country. 
First Step prioritizes hiring men and women experiencing homelessness, veterans, and returning citizens. With support like job coaching and transportation, we help individuals reconnect and succeed in the workforce. With six locations around the country, 1,700 men and women are employed weekly. So if you are looking to hire or you know someone that is looking for work, visit FirstStepStaffing.com. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. All right, y'all. We're back. We're back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. He on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. I told y'all we got a really impactful, full-fledged show all for the rest of the hour. And and a half we're going to be on now. We got one after another. All right. So our first, as always, we have Dr. Alexander on the line with us. Now, Doc, how you doing? I am doing well, even though it's probably a... A pretty sad week that's going on here, you know, when you start listening to what's going on. But I am doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing great, doing man. Doing well, doing man. Great. Doing well. Doing great. Doing great. Well, you know, um, we were supposed to be talking about another topic today, but since uh, if you listen to the news, the resurgence of COVID and um, the very poor response that um, we've gotten from the, the White House, so that we're so disjointed in fighting this thing. Uh, we're starting to realize, uh, as of today, that 31 states now are um, realizing significant increases in the rise in COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now a, a, a national catastrophe. You know, right now, uh, Atlanta is somewhere in the neighborhood of 85%. Uh, at total capacity in their hospitals. Um, my mother uh, actually was in the hospital for another problem uh, a little over a week ago. She had to stay in the hospital for five days. They did not have any place to put her uh, except on the COVID floor and uh, because they were at such high capacity. And they had to find a room for her to do that. Um, and unfortunately, she, she was negative when she went into the hospital. They checked her to make sure she was negative, but they put her on the COVID floor, came home and um, after being home two days, so a total of seven days from the time she went into the hospital, and she's COVID positive now. So, mm. Sorry to hit her, uh, brother. Yeah. yeah, she's 83 years old, um, has a, a few, uh, no obesity or anything, but she does have a few comorbid um, situations going on, and so now we're... You know, we're watching her very carefully. Uh, on top of it, they sent her home. Um, now, it's, it's amazing. So I, I know everyone noticed stuff. It's amazing how she was being treated in the hospital because when she went into the hospital, she had um, a problem where she was retaining some fluid in her lungs. It just had never happened before. And then uh, they were going to send her home without doing any real tests on her. They were just going to take the fluid out not to do any tests. And when they found out I was a doctor, they decided that they were going to do a bunch of tests, and they found out that she had lost about 20% of her heart function in 12 months. So um, <laughs> I think she went back to the hospital, and she didn't tell them that, that her, her uh, son was a, was a doctor, and they sent her home from the emergency room. 
um, which tells you that the system is overloaded, but also there is a disparity in care. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be imperative that if we're going to get any type of care whatsoever, it has to come from us. And in not getting this disease, so let's start with the basics. You know, I hate to go to the basics. Then we're going to talk about some new stuff that's going on with COVID. The basics are hand washing, hand sanitizing, social distancing. Okay? And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that in detail in just a second. Okay. Also, wearing masks. No matter what anybody tells you, wearing masks. Now, this is what the, the, the medical people are doing in the hospital. To tell you how important it is that they cover up. The people who are working in the hospital with COVID, they're not just wearing a mask. When they tell you, you know, you wear a mask and everybody thinks that they're doing okay, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Just wearing a mask. You're not okay. They cover their faces with a mask. They have, some of them have double masks. They have a shield on. They're covering their hair, their, their, uh, their skin. They're wearing gloves. They're wearing um, garments over their shoes even underneath the shoes, so that when they come out, this thing is so dangerous that they have to strip it off in a way that it doesn't touch any part of their body, and then they still go home and shower mm. to make sure that they are not going to get infected with COVID. So if you think that you can have Thanksgiving and everybody can just be off to the side and you're going to be fine, not true. Mm. Not true. Dangerous Russian roulette. This virus is killing people, and now this third wave is, is such a problem. Even though it's not in the news, some of the news is, is trying to bring it up. But in our medical journals, everybody is worried. They're worried because we don't know how this thing is going to respond. We didn't know how it was going to respond in the first place, and we don't know what it's doing now, and we still don't have a good treatment. So we have gotten relaxed, people, and now we got to get back to, you know, the, the, the real deal. Now, normally it takes a while. I don't know if anybody remembers when the, when the soldiers came home from Desert Storm. Um, I had the pleasure of taking care of a lot of the uh, military guys that were trying to get disability. Mm -hmm. And many of them had these skin diseases. And for 10 years they told them that it had anything to do with COVID. And finally... Um, they admitted that they were exposed to something and they had these skin diseases. But it took them 10 years to research it, make sure that it was coming from that region, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, within the seven months, well, actually it's been 10 months now that uh, COVID has hit the United States. And uh, it's been probably more like 12 to 13 to 14 months since it hit the world. We have now a world stage of investigators, epidemiologists, scientists, researchers, um, medical people, medical personnel. Not, I'm not talking about the people in the United States because the people in the United States have been, been, been uh, sidelined and, and muzzled from saying anything about what their findings are. So we're, we're getting this from different places uh, across the world. And what they found out now, and, and we are seeing this in the United States, is that there's a new condition that's kind of arising from COVID. It's called long, L-O-N-G, COVID. And what this means is that people are not getting better after they get the illness, that the illness attacks 
one organ system, let's say maybe the lungs, that's the one everybody knows about, or the heart, right? Mm-hmm. It attacks those, and then it starts to attack another system. And then you start getting better, and it attacks another system. It is longevity. It just keeps going. We don't know what to do about it. Uh, many of the doctors could not identify it. So now we're trying to get the word out to the urgent cares, to the primary care doctors, that this thing exists. People are becoming financially incapacitated because they cannot work. Mm. Kids, young people, it's affecting their brain and neurological system. So, no, it's not killing them, but it's affecting the brain and the neurological system. So we have to rethink how we are going about our days, how we're interacting with, with, with each other. And the, the, the worst thing is this, trusting your own relatives and your friends to think that they're not carriers. This thing is spreading so fast, everybody is a potential carrier. I had one relative tell me this week that, well, I don't need to get tested because um, I'm always home. But there are people who are coming in and out of her house. So she thinks she's safe because they're her relatives. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is asymptomatically carried. So let's talk about one other aspect of this. All right. So, you know, in the beginning, we talked about droplets. Mm-hmm. And droplets would be a good thing. If this, if this virus was really transmitted through droplets, this would be an excellent thing because droplets are heavy. If you cough, it will go out about six to 10 feet, maybe. Actually, can, that's not really true. It can actually, a cough can travel up to 20 feet. Let's mm-hmm. just be real. But, you know, WHO and everything saying, well, you know, we, we can't keep people 20 feet apart. If you stay 10 feet apart, the chances of you getting this if you wore a mask is going to be much less. All right, I'll go with that, knowing that it's 20 feet. But that's not how this thing really travels. It travels in an aerosol. Now, what's an aerosol? Um, let's say somebody had a very gaseous stomach and they broke gas, Okay. And you're walking again. So I'm, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna break this down so all of us can understand it. Okay. And this goes through your clothes, and you can smell it. Now, yeah, it's a gas, but it's it, aerosols are very close to gases. Okay, they have a little bit more weight than a gas, but but they're somewhere in between droplets and a gas. All right, and it lingers in the air for a while, even though you're outside. You can still smell that or someone's heavy perfume, right, even Mm -hmm. after they're gone. Mm -hmm. It stays in the air. It's aerosolized, okay? COVID does the same thing. It's aerosolized. So you can be outside. Someone could laugh, talk, joke, whatever, and it stays lingering there for a moment until it disperses through the air. So just because you're outside doesn't mean that you're safe. Just like you can smell someone's perfume, mm-hmm. you can actually inhale someone's COVID who just walked through the area or who is sitting across from you. And the little gust of wind blew that whole aerosolized cloud your way. Wow. That's why they're talking about these super spreader events when Donald Trump is bringing all these people and telling them that they're safe and they're in these crowds. Even with the mask on in crowds, there's the potential because the mask only stops a certain amount of the virus from going out. So instead of it going out six or seven feet, it may be two or three feet. But if you walk in that same aerosolized space, 
that that person who just released two to three feet of that aerosolized area is still compacted is there. And if you inhale it or you, um, you swallow it, now COVID is in your system. Hmm. So it is not correct to think that if I go to an outdoor event that I am safe. No, it is better than being indoors like they're sending the children back to school. It's better than that, but it is not absolutely safe. So that's the message. I don't want to give you too much at one time. I want to give you something to digest. I have a quick question for you, Doc. Um, As far as the environment that you have control over, which is your home, and I know yeah. you say it's like an aerosol effect. Uh, if you were to have like humidifiers or vaporizers or something to that nature that may kind of moisten the air and kind of maybe cause the air to like, I don't know, drop down lower. Is there any other elements that we could incorporate into our home to kind of help, I guess, filtrate the, the our world, the living environment just a little? Well, you know, that is one of the uh, things that people are talking about now. I, I don't know how accurate that information is, but it it it, it seems to have some validity, right? Because if you can humidify the air um, and the aerosol goes into this air that is humidified so it has more weight to it, then the theory is is that it would go ahead and probably drop to the ground faster. Okay. okay? It, it's not going to disperse faster because you have a humidifier. Okay. But if you have an air purifier, and, and what you really need, you need something that takes things up, like in an mm-hmm. airplane for instance, they are now making sure that the, that the air is circulated upwards. So the airplanes are becoming somewhat safer because it brings the air up, and then it, they only circulate the air, well, they change it every three minutes. But when it sucks up and it's going around, you know, if somebody's got COVID, it could come back to you. Now, hopefully it's dispersed enough that you're not getting enough of the virus. But you're in a closed system, and it's only exchanging every three minutes. So what happens for the three minutes, uh, the, the, the minutes in between? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, it's coming back at you, and you're, re, you know, you're recirculating that air. So I would say probably getting a um, – I like ionizers. Okay. I like uh, ionizers. Uh, definitely if you're going to get an uh, air purifier, it should be a HEPA, H-E-P-A, HEPA filter okay. on it. It does cost a little bit to change those filters out, but, um, you know, that is a, a, another way because it is going to grab a lot of those particles. And the one thing about the virus is they, they have apparently this negative charge on them, and so, um, or the, they have a positive charge on them. And so they're even saying that the surgical mass might even be a little bit safer than, than regular mass um, because they have this ability to, to attract this positive charge because they're ne- negatively charged. Now, that's what I read. I don't know how accurate that is, but I read that in, in one of the, um, uh, the the documents that we have, you know, through medicine. I haven't seen how all these masks are being made. I don't know that all of them do it the same way, but I wear the surgical mask. But I'm now almost thinking that I'm going to wear an N95 and a surgical mask. I know it sounds crazy, but I can't afford to be sick. And I don't know about you. I just can't afford to be sick. Yeah. I know that uh, Thanksgiving – We'll do something at the house as far as, you know, the, the immediate, you know, that, that people live in my house. Mm-hmm. But as far as anybody else coming over, um, I love you, but we'll do it virtually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it virtually. And so 
um, you know, everybody should start getting a Zoom together. And, you know, you can, you can watch each other make meals and do dessert. And you can talk. You can laugh. But do it virtually. Don't get together. This is not a time to be playing with this. This thing is dangerous. The numbers are skyrocketing. Yep. Saying this is the third phase. I think it's still the second phase, but that's just semantics. Um, but whatever phase it is, we're going in, and we're going in deep, fellas. This is deep, people. Yeah. And um, it's dangerous. And as African-Americans, Asians, Hispanics, Latinos, you are at the highest risk, uh, along with those people who have comorbid conditions, heart disease, hypertension, number one. Lung disease is right up in there. Kidney disease. um, You name it. If you have a disease, obesity. Obesity is right at the top. If you are overweight, if you are overweight, and I know and you can go and look and see what the definition is, people. A lot of you think that, well, I'm just, I'm just thick. No, you're not thick. You're overweight. If, you, if, you, if your butt is bigger than the pants that you can fit on, then doggone it, you are overweight. So you are at high risk. So don't think just because you, you look healthy and everybody's telling you you look fine and these guys looking like football players. You're not. You are at high risk. According to everything that we have in research, in our data, as far as physicians, you are at high risk. I don't care what your age is. You're at high risk. So, Dr. so keep that in mind. Um, so two things before Dr. Hines called in. I don't think she called in yet. Um, yes. My, one of my mother's closest friends, of course, my mother been passed away, had passed away so uh, years ago. But my mother's close, one of her close friends passed away a couple of days ago from COVID. Mm. She had, was just getting over the end part of COVID. Had a heart attack. She came mm. home, had a heart attack, and passed away. So that whole thing about the heart thing, Doctor, you are like it seemed like that. That I mean, that's so spot on. Now, I have a question, but I know Doctor Hines just called. But let me just ask this quick question, right yeah. quick. Um, uh, yeah. is, is it possible that everybody that may be exposed to COVID may not necessarily capture, catch, or be infected by COVID? Kind of like, uh, is that possible? Well, they'll be infected, but it may not, but your immune system may be strong enough for you not to have symptoms, so you have it. Um, but there are a number of people who are getting these things and think that they're okay, and it is attacking certain organ systems without you getting the fever and, and, and all of the other symptoms. That's the thing that's so confusing about this disease is that you may actually have, you may, you may just feel a little tired or something, and it is attacking other organ systems. The biggest thing for younger people, um, we thought it was just the heart getting arrhythmias, meaning that the heart starts to beat in, its, in, a, in an abnormal rhythm uh, and not according to the, the cadence that, that you've been born with. It starts to beat in a whole nother rhythm. But what we're finding out is that the neurological system and the vascular system is being attacked. So people are getting strokes. Young people are getting strokes. Mm. And then they're also getting neurological problems, especially the nervous system, and the brain. So yeah. it is not just a benign thing just because you're young. It's okay. just not. Okay. Well, Doc, thank you cool. so much. Thanks I really for that appreciate you Doc. praying that your mother and everybody is uh, recovered from this thing well. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, next week we got we to gotta keep covering this until, I mean, somebody listen. It helps somebody. So, and vote, people. Vote. Vote. Yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah, vote. Yeah. We need, we need the doctors and the scientists to get back into this thing and give us the real information so that we can start taking care of these others the way we need to. Yes, right. definitely. All right. All right, docs. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Doc. Be safe. Love you guys. Peace. You too, bro. Let me tell you. All right.
All right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander talking about COVID-19. We're going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to come back. We have Dr. Hines. We'll be right back. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at smartplexatl.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we just finished speaking with Dr. Alexander. Now we have Dr. Hines. Dr. Hines, how you, how you doing? Hello, hello. Hello. How's How you doing, going? Lady? Hey, I'm great. How's everybody doing? Going good. We just had a heavy conversation with yeah. Dr. Yeah, as Dr. Well Alexander. As, as well as can be in that, the circumstances. That was, a, that was a heavy one. He was talking about COVID and his mother having COVID, so... Oh wow! Yeah, that was that was a little heavy wow. one. So, uh, and I guess people yeah, are just not taking this tough. COVID thing serious enough. I just don't know. It's like we just get to the point where we just letting the guards down. And well, yeah. you know that that that's a complicated piece because you have you know what we call pandemic fatigue because people are tired of hearing about it and tired of talking about it. Um, and and it is hard because this has been going on. We're in month what seven eight of this now. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that does wear on you, but also um, from positions of leadership that we are getting mixed messages. Um, you know, because the scientists and the physicians, we're all saying, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, wear your mask. And then other positions of leadership are saying, well, you know, the mask, nah, you don't really need it. And, and people don't know who they can trust unfortunately. Mm. And so, you know, you have people and then there, and then of course, and there's that group that's just going to do what they want to do. Exactly. No matter what you say, no matter what you say, um, and no, no matter what anybody says, um, you know, those people that, uh, as, as a friend of mine said, don't believe that fat meat is greasy. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I was really tickled by that. I had never heard that. And I was like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And I was like, I am, I love that phrase and I am going to be using it. So, you never heard of that? I know, right? I was where, to... where are you originally from? I'm originally from Virginia. Okay, that's why you never heard it. Yeah. That's a, that's a, never, that's a southern thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I have been in Georgia for 20 years now, and I still hadn't heard it until it's been about maybe six months or so, maybe six months a year. No, um, he... But a friend of mine from, uh, from Mississippi said that. From the sip, like, right? Oh, okay. get, that's the yeah, term you pick up in. The, the, you picked it up in the seventh grade. That's uh seventh grade history. <laughs> that's because you be around a lot of old people. They don't, right. they don't make those anymore. Oh, so you know, so it's hard to know. Um, you know, and it's hard to know what to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. because you're tired of being in the house and you can't get out and socialize, and we all miss our friends. And I think, um, you know, just Americans as a whole, and I'm not picking on any particular group. You know, we are not uh, sensitized to struggle. Mm. Um, you know, because you look at places in the Middle East that are war-torn, you know, they are used to living, even though it is, you know, psychologically traumatic, 
they are used to, you know, there'll be bombings the next day. The markets are open. They're trying to get back to some semblance of what is their usual mm-hmm. day. They're used to that, right? You're right, Doc. Um, but we have had, we here in America have had, you know, decades of peace, uh, in, at least in our country, mm-hmm. on our soil. You know, all of the wars that, that are fought are fought somewhere else. Right. And so, you know, we are somewhat detached and removed from that. Um, economically, you know, we've had downturns and upturns, but for the most part, we've been okay and we've come out and recovered mm-hmm. and all of that. And so we really have, you know, we have short-term memory for for bad times and, and, and we're just not sensitized to, to struggle. You're right. Doug. So this is really, really hard on us as a society when you say, I want you to stop your entire way of living your entire way of being, you're going to have to stop that for a time and, you know, be considerate of other people more so than yourself. That is not the American way, unfortunately. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, you, I don't think you could have put it better than that. We about ready to raise you a little offer in there, uh, Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Where your little basket at? I know you I, heard of that. I, I have a question yeah, for I you. Will, I will pass the plate and I will kindly accept donations. <laughs> um, Dr. Haas, I, I, don't turn, I, I don't turn that down. I have a quick question for you. How do you handle, sure. uh, I guess, your surroundings or your loved ones? And and are you do you find yourself being overprotective or kind of like, uh, just you know, kind of backing off maybe a little bit? Or what is no, your normal? Um, no, regimen? I am full tilt. Okay. Um, my family knows um, that you know I am, and I always have been this way. Okay, um, you know with hand sanitizer, like I have hand sanitizer everywhere. I always have. Ever since they started making it, I was like, oh, you can wash your hands without washing your hands? Oh, yes, let's mm. do this. Um, you know, so I've always been that person. But when this came out, particularly in the in the beginning stages when we in the medical community were seeing things and discussing things amongst ourselves that wasn't broadcast in the, in the wider media, mm. um, yet, you know, we were seeing things like, what is this? Something, this is, this is not right. Something's mm-hmm. wrong here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have sent, you know, email blast, text message blast with my folks. I've had to call a couple folks on the carpet with, you know, I'm sorry, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, friends. And, and I do it not to be overbearing, but because, you know, this to me is a short-term thing. It is a short-term suffering with long-term goals mm. because, you know, next Mother's Day, next 4th of July, next Thanksgiving, next Christmas, I want all the people that I love to be there. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking and the same so thing. And so I would rather not see you. And it's really, you know, my family have had, um, we've had to have tough conversations because, you know, uh, people that know me personally and follow um, follow me on Facebook know every October my family goes to, to uh, Disney World down in Florida. Halloween and we pick a costume and dress up and and you know we go all out for it and this year we're not going and you know this Christmas my my family always comes to Atlanta for Christmas and they're not coming this year and so you know it's it's going to be different and it's going to be sad in part um but you know I appreciate the sacrifice so that next time around we can all we can all gather and nobody's missing Exactly, mm-hmm. and and that's what I think people need to to really, you know, to really really wrap your mind around. Because whether you are 
Democrat or Republican or independent or libertarian or white or black or whatever, COVID only cares if you breathe air. That's it. Oh, I like that. COVID only cares if you breathe air. I'm going to have to put that on a quote. That's the only thing that it requires. You breathe air? Okay, I like you. I like you. And I will target you. And so, you know, that that is what we really need to, um, you know, to, to wrap our minds around. And, you know, we want to tell ourselves, oh, well, you know, send the children back to school because they're not affected as much. Um, and that may very well be true. Um, but from, you know, the early parts of, of the epidemic, we pulled all the kids from, from school and had them home. So they haven't had the exposure that the adults have had for the right. most part. Right. Um, and so, you know, we don't know what the, the effects on our children will be. Um, and especially now that, you know, it's coming out with the people that we're calling long haulers. And so what those people are, people who contracted the virus, were very sick, you know, to some degree, and, you know, cleared the virus so they got over the actual infection, so they cleared the virus from their blood, but they're still having symptoms. Mm. You know, these are the people that are still experiencing headache. Um, some people, for example, my aunt that I had on the show, um, you know, a couple of months ago, um, you know, still doesn't have her sense of smell back 100%. And, mm. you know, she cleared the virus back in April. And this was August we were talking with her, and she still, you know, had some deficits from that. Um, you know, some people will have long-term lung issues or kidney issues. We really don't know. So it is not just the, you know, yeah, I might get corona, coronavirus, and I'm, I'll probably get over it because I'm young and healthy. You don't know what you're going to look like six months from now, a year from now, five years from now. So the best thing is to just not get it. Yeah, do the best you can. What what type of reports yeah. are you hearing about um, from people beyond the U.S.? Like, I, I hear what we're dealing with, you know, but are you hearing anything from China, Russia, anywhere else and abroad, like other places? Um, In terms of? How they're handling it? Uh, I know initially I conversed with a few people that I know out in Bermuda, and they were telling me that their COVID cases were slim to none. Like, it was... Really, I think one person in quarantine or something to that degree prior to opening back up to tourists and stuff. So, right, like I wonder how other places are going about handling it. They um, believe in the science and the health and issues. President don't. <laughs> well, there, there is that. Um, there is a a belief and faith um, and trust in in science and scientists and what they say. Mm -hmm. So you know, just kind of just a quick world view. Um, you know, of course, China, where it started, they had the most stringent lockdown um you know once it got out that this was happening there um you know their government basically ignored anybody's right to do whatever and said you know you will be in the house and no one is allowed out and we don't care if you like it this is what you're going to do or you can go to jail that is quite mm -hmm. severe what was very effective because mm -hmm. um you know while we were still very much so in the throes of pandemic uh, Wuhan, China, where this where the pandemic started, you know, they opened back up and were back to their quote unquote normal normal life. Um, you know, of course, as it spread across Europe, you know, many of the countries, particularly Italy, which was very very hard hit, Italy and Spain, um, very very hard hit to the point where they were having to allocate resources, you know, to make decisions as to who got ventilators and who didn't. 
Um, you know, that's how, how tough it got for, for their practitioners there. Um, they had similar, you know, where they just shut the whole country down, um, which they had to because it was just so, you know, it was just so rampant. Um, and so, you know, you've seen, you know, you haven't, thank goodness, haven't seen um, nearly the levels in, in Africa, um, which is, I just thank God for, because that could have been, you know, just when we talk about resources and, mm-hmm. and such, um, you know, that there's a deficit there for sure. Mm-hmm. And that could have been devastating if they had seen, you know, those levels um, like we're seeing in, in Europe and Asia and here in, in America. Right. That would have been bad. So, you know, the countries that, that took it seriously from the beginning, um, that made sacrifices, um, you know, that forced those sacrifices on their citizens, um, you know, they did have, um, you know, they did get through phase one, were back to normal, and now we're seeing that they are entering into a phase two and are now considering, um, you know, imposing restrictions. Again, I believe mm-hmm. Ireland is, is one country that is, um, you know, putting it out that, you know, we're about to shut this down for six weeks so we can get a handle on this, get this under control. And people are protesting and they're angry and all of this. And, you know, the government is proceeding. Um, a great case to look at is New Zealand. Um, so, you know, they have had very, very low um, case counts for um, what we call a modernized um, country. Mm-hmm. And it is because, you know, their prime minister, once again, once it hit, shut it down. People were angry. But, you know, they've opened back up. And so far, they're doing very, very well. Um, so, you know. So it just all depends on, you know, leadership starts from the top, no matter, no matter what it is that, you know, that you're leading. Right. And so when you have leadership that, that follows the expert, no matter what that expertise is, um, then, you know, you can have better outcomes. And unfortunately, that is not what we have had here. Um, because I'm sure, you know, you all have seen the news about how uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is being disparaged by the president, um, you know, just being talked bad about. And, you know, this is a gentleman who has served for, what, three or four decades, presidents of both parties, um, you know, has, has been a, a faithful and true public servant in the public health arena. And, you know, now this president is trying to drag his reputation and his expertise through the mud and discredit him, which is ridiculous. Um, but it is, you know, is what we're working with. Well, Doc, man, I mean, we, I, we, I, I am happy that, uh, that we have at least the good doctors that we have on here to educate our people. And I mean, you all give out such great information. It is and, and I really want you all to be safe because you're on the front lines yes. every day, all day, yes. talking to people and having to treat people. So we appreciate everything that you do. We it really is, do. It is our pleasure. I'll speak on behalf of my colleagues. This is this is what we do. And, you know, we do it carefully and beautifully. And hopefully, you know, we'll all be on the other side of this sooner than later. I hope so. Doc, We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Yep. Doc, thank you <laughs> yes. so much. I really appreciate it. Looking forward You're to your welcome. call next week and your show. We'll talk about that. All right. All right, Doc. Thank you so y'all much. Y'all have a great week. You too, you Doc. Too. Be have safe. Be blessed. Take care. All All right. Right. Bye-bye. You All too. Right. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Hines. We're going to take a quick break. And Dr. Seward did manage to call in, so we only have her for a few minutes uh, because we thought she wasn't going to call in. But um, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We have Dr. Seward on the line. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. All right, y'all, we're back. Uh, this is Alvin. And Edmund. Here we have Dr. Sewell on the line. Doc, how you doing? Hey, Doc. Doing well. How are you gentlemen doing? We're good. Doing good, well, doing good. well. You've had some uh, great calls here. Uh, Proud of your call in. In case you don't know, Dr. Hunt, Dr. S- uh, Alexander's mother had, has contracted uh, coronavirus, so we had a, a good conversation about that, and he was kind of explaining how people are still not taking it serious, and Dr. Sewell followed up with the same situation about how the numbers are really looking. Dr. Hines. Dr. I'm Dr. Sorry. Hines yeah, followed up. Yeah, Dr. Hines followed up and just uh, let us know how serious it really is, and people just, you know, the second wave, but... Anyway, so just kind of catch you up, you know, in case you get a chance to reach out to Dr. Um, Dr. Alexander and about his mother. But all right. And you have a great topic because a lot of the reason why people are struggling right now to not uh, that are fighting this is because of ego. And that's I think that's your topic, right? It is, it is my topic. Um, before I get into that, though, I did want to. Um, and, I, and I'm going to make it. Uh, I'm going to make it brief today, but I'm going to try to. But before I even get into that, I I want to mention how important it is to vote. Um, I'm sure you guys have been talking about that, but there are a lot of people that still are not. um, They're still kind of blowing over this and saying, I don't like either candidate or it's not the perfect candidate. It is very imperative that we vote, even situations um, when we're dealing with COVID, that's something that could have been that could have been. I'm not going to say prevented because we don't know that, but we we do know with the information that we have is that if we did not have leadership that appeared to be egomaniacal, um, some of this could have been averted um, because they would have taken the information that they received seriously. Um, they would not have downplayed the information that even after they did decide that it was serious, it still was downplayed because it was all about how can we get reelected and keep the and so we can look good keeping the economy going. Yeah. This is these are individuals who are playing with your relatives' health, mm-hmm. your health. Um, these are individuals who are playing with your livelihood in terms of economics. Um, these are individuals who are. Um, just looking at overall mental health. How are they treating you mentally? Because, see, if you don't have the basics, like what Maslow's hierarchy calls the basics, the physiological needs, then it's going to be difficult for you to excel in other parts of your life. So please take this very seriously in terms of voting. It doesn't mean that everybody that votes is going to vote the way that we want them to vote, but please understand that just because this is at a higher level it doesn't mean that it doesn't negatively impact you because one of the things that I see with certain populations is that we seem to feel, a lot of us seem to feel is that it doesn't matter who we vote for because it's not really going to 
impact us. I have news for you. It's already impacting you, and you just don't know it. And it's going to be worse. You're right. So, so please go out. Please go out and vote. Do the early voting. If you can, don't be intimidated by that. If you have a, uh, um, you know, don't be intimidated by the lines. Don't let anybody intimidate you. Find out where the where the correct polls are to go and vote. I was looking at TV this morning, looking at the news, and I see where they even have false mailbox, false boxes around to put your ballot boxes in certain states. Yep, they false are. ballot. They look just like ballot boxes, but they're false ba- and and people are putting their information in there. They're pulling out the stops. They're pulling out the stops in terms of not wanting us to vote legitimately, regardless of who they are. Everybody has in mind who they are, whether it's outside forces, internal forces. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. so please pay attention. If you can do early voting, do that. Even in states like where I am in Alabama, they're allowing us to do. We always have been able to do absentee ballot voting, but they're allowing us actually to do that in person now. And just like with in Georgia, there have been record turnouts, record number turnout. I see people on walkers that can't even hardly get up the stairs to get to the courthouse, but they're going up there to vote. So take it seriously. Now, ego. Um, ego was born out of e- ego is something that was born out of the the thought process of of Mr. Freud, Sigmund Freud. But I'm not going to get into the psychoanalytical. I'm not going to get into the psychobabble today. That's Donna speaking, not the clinician, because I like I like Freud as a clinician. I don't always agree with him, but I respect him. So, um, but ego actually is born out of the term. It actually means I. Okay. So when you think about people who have a a large ego, and ego is not always a bad thing, unfortunately, is getting to the point that is being, um, that is being revered as a bad thing. Um, not only that, but a lot of people equate confidence with with being with having a huge ego. That is not always the case. When a person has a huge ego, it negatively impacts your relationships. How do you think it negatively impacts? When you hear about a when you think of a person with an ego, what do you think of? Who's constantly thinking about themselves? Yep, mm-hmm. constantly. All is all about constantly think about themselves. So let's think about this. One of you know, I always like to pull articles when I'm on your show because I try to limit it so, so I don't have to get so much into my opinion. So I, I pulled an article that says six habits of people who confuse ego with self confidence. Okay, um, and it's an article by this by a person named uh, John Rampton. He named six things. One, you listen to advice but rarely follow it. That's a person with a huge ego. <laughs> you listen. You listen to advice but rarely follow it. You never look for flaws. So when you never look for flaws, what does it, what does that mean? That yeah. means you think you're never wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in that, yeah. That means you're never wrong. That means, and, and then in addition to that, that means when you are wrong, you just keep going trying to convince yourself <laughs> and other people that you're right. <laughs> wrong look like right. Just a reprobated mind. Correct. You just, you just keep talking. I mean, and some people are good at that. They talk so much that you say, oh, maybe maybe he or she, maybe they are. <laughs> you know, maybe they are wrong. And it's like, no, you're wrong. We so, call- you, so you try to do the other pieces. You try to do everything yourself. So you have people around you who are able to assist you, but you don't rely on those people. 
because you feel like you can do everything yourself. And not only do you not rely on them, but even if they tell you something that's opposing to your thought process, you're not going to listen to them anyway because in your mind you're saying you're trying to tell me I'm wrong and I don't know how to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we the other thing that we see is with people who have a huge ego, as you see them and you're constantly thinking about yourself, you see everybody else is beneath you, so you can be very condescending to them. Mm. You know. <laughs> and last, last but not least, you alienate people over time, but you aren't sure why. Because guess what? It's never, it's, it's never you. It's always the other person, even though you are the common denominator. So when you have an ego to that magnitude, what you can do, what happens is, and we've talked about this before, social relationships are very important. Even for people like myself who can sit by myself for two and three months and not have to be bothered, still people <laughs> want to socialize. You know what I mean? Those yeah. things are very important. And social support, you know, family and friends, that is very important. Ego can also keep you from not just growing and developing as a person, but growing and developing career-wise because at some point, if you continue to be condescending, and I know, and I, this is definitely Donna speaking, Alvin, I know there are people in government. I didn't say what, what level, but there are definitely people in government. Just read the quote. I, I'll put a tag on Who are projecting this image. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm only telling you how I perceive what they're projecting. Okay? So they're projecting this, and what you will see is it can cause a detriment, especially if you have a position of leadership, even on a job, even on a regular job. It can cause detriment, and if you're causing detriment to things that are happening in your job, then you know what? That's another relationship issue because people that you're supposed to be supervising and sometimes even the people that are over you, if you're not listening and you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing and you're putting not only your job at jeopardy, but a lot of times you're putting other people's livelihood mm-hmm. in jeopardy. <clears throat> right. um, you, you are also, in terms of your attitude, you have, you're going to have a negative attitude. It's a hard thing walking around being right all of the time. That's, 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 I, I don't know how people do that. That's very hard. And that's a lot of stress on an individual. And when you have that much stress on you, sometimes you can see individuals who never want to be wrong. Sometimes you can see a little break in them. You can see when mentally you start seeing some cracks with them because they're trying to uphold an image or a behavior, and they are constantly trying to convince themselves that they are that person of perfection. And and when the reality or when that mirror strikes them, when they're looking at themselves, they really have to look at themselves and reflect when they're by themselves because everybody has alienated them. That can cause problems as well to a person's mental health. Wow. Anybody have any questions about that? No, Doc. I know uh, I'm a teacher right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, I mean, we're about to go to the second half, but I will tell you, you put that whole show we had this first half in a bow tie. We talked about the COVID thing uh, with Dr. Alexander. We, we followed up with Dr. Uh, Hines talking about it and how people are reacting to it, and then we talked to you about it, how they look, how the ego has a lot to do with some of the things we're going through with right now, directly and indirectly. So you did a great job putting the bow tie on that. And thank you. Thank you so much. Let me just say this. If a person is confident, you that means that you trust your abilities, your qualities, and your judgment. So when you trust those things, that means you can trust yourself enough to say, I have a limitation right here, so let me, uh, let, let me ask someone to help me be the best person that I can be. Yep. And, that, and that is okay. 
So I want to thank you guys again for allowing me to be on the show. Oh, you're okay. welcome. And I, I appreciate you having you. Have a fantastic weekend. All, All right. right. Thanks a lot. Be safe. Be have blessed. All right. All right, y'all. We'll be back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. One reason, in a reason, 
then just let my record show what you gave. All right, y'all, that was Miss Ted, uh, Teddy Pendergrass and Miss Stephanie Mia, Field of Fire. My favorite, she's one of my favorite all-time singers. Uh, we have another guest that's supposed to be calling in shortly. Uh, we're talking about um, this half of the show. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship uh, as far as the female is concerned. I had, I had an interesting conversation today with this uh, lady in, in the building. What was that? Another, and she was talking about um, female rights, and she was talking about the abortion issue. Okay. And so what her conclusion was, and we agreed and talked about, was we're talking about on the same page. I think in a situation like that, women should be able to get in a room together and make their decision themselves about their body. I don't I, know why I, we— I, I agree. That's the, that's the, we don't have a horse we, in that we, race. None of, it's like let the women decide on what's the best thing for them as females to determine if they get to a situation where they may want to have an abortion. Let the women decide— what's best for each other's body. But we won't get into that long because we got our guest that just called in and uh, we excited to have her call in. Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. How you doing? Listen, doing well. you talking, this is Alvin and, and my co-host Edmund. Edmund. I want to let you know, Edmund, don't let us fool you. She, she is not Afraid of the mic. She okay. do know how to talk on the mic, so you ain't got to handle her. Too. We ain't going to handle her too delicately. No. <laughs> We're going to let her go and do her thing. All right. Uh, look, she, she, she thought it was going to be like a real smooth car. Uh, her name is Ramika Griffin. Griffin is the last name, Dylan Griffin, so I want to get the name exactly right. But I'm so happy you called, so I'm going to let you have the mic the way you have the mic. So we're going to have some fun today talking about what you do. I told them that you're an entrepreneur and you have the best spirit. And she's originally from Chicago, Okay. by the way, so... You know, we got all that kind of thing going on. But please tell them a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Ramika Dillon Griffin. I am currently the owner of H&M Dynasty Studio. Um, me and my husband, we also have a trucking company, um, which is Nicholas Trucking. Um, do freight deliveries um, all over the world. And we also have a boutique, an online boutique. Um, it's Griffin Apparel. Okay. And I got my hands full. Got my hands full. Sounds like it. <laughs> but ain't nothing wrong with that. It means you're not, you're not bored, not no day. You're not bored right. at all. So I want to break these down one by one. Then I want to ask you what made you uh, decide, to, what, what gave you the inspiration to do what you do. I love uh, female in business. It's just such a great thing to me. I, I, in my opinion, y'all tend to do things uh, a little bit more structured than we tend to do. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, <laughs> that mm-hmm sound like I sound like you said I I've been saying that for the longest, but they ain't listening. But y'all y'all do things a little bit more structured than we do. So tell us about H and M Dynasty first. Okay, so H and M Dynasty. Um, I started it back like November of last year mm-hmm. and so um, we did a build out and everything um, okay so I had moved away for a minute um, moved back to Illinois and then I came back to Atlanta and I used to own a restaurant here before I left 
So I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll open up another restaurant. And that's not what God had planned for me. What was the restaurant because name? What was the name of the restaurant? It was a Taste of Midwest. It was a Chicago-style restaurant um, over on Memorial Drive in, okay. um, in Stone Mountain. Okay, okay. And so... so Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm into this story. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I want to hear about the studio. <laughs> so with the studio, so what came about was um, I used to I used to actually do music. Um, like when I was in my early 20s, I used to rap. And I had started um, a music career. What um, type of music? Yeah. I used to rap. Okay. All right. I used to be a rapper. I used to be one of those females out there battle rapping with the guys and, <laughs> and everything. I'm talking about, like, I didn't know that I was good, to be honest with you. Okay. And then I had some guys that came like, hey, I want you to get on, you know, I want you to do a feature on one of my songs. And it was a guy that actually was, like, up and coming and had just got signed to a label and everything. And um, and so I had started, and you know, doing shows and, and just getting out there because, really, I used to do it just for fun, to be honest with you. Okay. And, and so... But I come from a musical background. Um, my father was a singer. He played the guitar. He played the piano. My grandmother sung opera. So music has always been in my, my life. Okay. And so um, me being an artist back then, it basically was getting ready to take off, and then life happened. Um, I ended up having a, a brain tumor. Mm. And so, so I went through, you know, um, my health conditions and everything, and, and that kind of like, and then I started having children as well. So I just kind of threw music to the back burner and to raise my family, and my boys had, um, like, was 10 and 12 years old when they first started doing music and decided they wanted to um, be artists and rap. And so they've been doing this. Like, my oldest one is 26 now, and the one up under him is like 24 now. And so they've been doing this stuff for a long time. And my oldest son ended up going to um, the Artist, Art Institute of Atlanta and, and got his bachelor's in audio engineering. Nice. And so when I came back, that's what God dropped on my heart. Like, first of all, you don't get to run this young lady. <laughs> you know, so he put all those things that, that were still stirring up inside of me back in the forefront. And that's basically what made me do the studio because I'm like, hey, I got an artist and I also got an engineer. And then we were paying for studio time for um, my second oldest. So I'm like, man, that makes sense. Why don't we just, you know, open up a, a recording studio? So that's basically where the recording studio came from. And it's a really nice studio. I've been to the studio. I've gone to it. It's a really, Ramika, you've done an amazing job. Her studio is really, really nice. You've done, I mean, to the soundproofing, and I love the wood part of it. it, Like her stuff is soundproof with the big oak wood thing. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's really nice. You've done an amazing job. You've done an amazing job. And I appreciate that because I pick everything, like from the colors to the pictures on the wall. <laughs> I'm like one of those people that are hands-on. Mm. And, and, and when you said what you said about women being more structured, because I tell my husband all the time, 
I like to do things decent and in order. That's what God say, do them decent and in order. That's right. Okay. And, and, and that's basically, you know, what I strive off of because I want things to be the way I want them to be. You know, I don't have a problem with anybody having input, or, you know, kind of, you know, helping me along the, the way. But when it comes to, like, the vision that I have in my mind, mm-hmm. then I get that vision out there. Oh. And they keep telling me I need to um, delegate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My co-host and I, we had a conversation about delegating, but I think it's the entrepreneurs that's in all of us. We, we try to delegate, but we know ain't nobody going to do it the way we want it to be done. And it's kind of wow. hard. It's hard. It's so hard. But what I'm going to tell you, what I learned this week, y'all, uh, is that I, I had a very great uh, situation come to the studio, my studio the other day. Some people from Tyler Perry Studios, which I had to surprise you to tell you, that came to the studio yesterday, okay. the other day. And so, and I'm from Tyler, and I think from Lion Gate, other, other studio, other couple of other studios, they had been in all the studios and came and saw the studio and talked about how nice it was. But Ramika, I was thinking about, and I said, well, I built it all on my own and everything. And he said, brother, you did a great job. But always keep in mind, in order for you to grow, you got to try to learn to delegate a little bit. He said, but it's going to be hard. I said, yeah, and it is. And Ramika, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you go through the same struggles as well. Yes, I'm talking about. I be I be building websites and everything. <laughs> you, I kind of <laughs> listen, it, it, but you know what? I I I hear what everyone is saying in that you know, delegating responsibility is something you have to grow into. Right. You just have to find the right individuals that will be responsible once you delegate those responsibilities and they take those on and handle those because you have egg on your face to a degree right. when you do that and then you end up having to take Go on back. that responsibility and do it because it's not done for whatever reason. So it affects you in that set. You're like, well, I could have just gone ahead and did it myself, you know. Plus, you know, when you're building something from ground up, that foundation and structure that you're putting in there, that's your DNA of what you want. So when you say, I selected the pictures on the wall and the color palette, you're, mm-hmm. you're basically building your brand visually there. And then you bring other people on and you showcase to them, okay, this is the operation and this is how we run it. And you give them a sense of structure and a system to walk by versus just come in and I need you to do this because the way that you visualize it versus the way that they visualize it is totally different. Yep. Absolutely. So now tell us about the trucking company because that's interesting. Within the so now you're going from music to trucking. What you got? <laughs> So with the trucking, that was more of my husband's idea. Okay. Um, he has, um, like, when he grew up, he actually had, um, um, like, an uncle figure that actually um, drove trucks and used to take them on the road all the time. Okay. And so um, he always wanted to basically own a, um, a semi-truck. Okay. And so we ended up starting off, we didn't start off big at first. We just started off with a little box truck. Okay. And then that box truck grew to a semi-truck, and now we got a Sprinter van as well. Wow. So with that, you know, um, we it's, it's, it's a really lucrative business. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, if you work it the right way, you have to know what you're doing um, with that situation because you deal with um, the DOT and FMCSA. So, which is the federal government. Okay. So basically, it's really been a hard journey. I can't say like everything that I do is all is never easy for me. It's always hard, and wow. so that's basically how I, you know, grow. It's it, it's basically what helps me to grow because 
even with the trucking situation, I didn't know the first thing about um, <laughs> none of it, none of it. And um, I had ran across some people that basically, oh, if you pay us a, um, a certain amount of money and we can, you know, help you with everything and this and that. And so I'm like, I'm telling my husband, like, oh, they don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> you I'm one get... of those people. I'll go find the information. I'm not going to pay you to do it unless I really need you to do it. But if I can go and, you know, research and read, and and, that, and that's really, to be honest with you, I took business management in college, but mm-hmm. I kind of strayed away from the business aspect until I got a little bit older. And what I can say is that I learned from reading and, and, and basically watching videos and things like that because that's how I, I opened up my restaurant back in the day. That was basically a startup, a business startup book. So, like, people, you know, if you put your mind to it and you be dedicated to it, then you can succeed. And, and I'm seeing that right now because mm-hmm. I knew nothing about any of this stuff. And it was based on me doing the research and getting the knowledge and and then God also, you know, uh, at the forefront and, and making the connections and putting people, you know, in, in, in my path for me to be able to learn from them as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's where I'm at with that particular situation. But I can say, you know, that I, I have ran across so many people because we have our own authority. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how important it was to have your own operating authority. And I ran into an older guy, and he was like, "So are you running up under somebody's authority?" I was like, "No, we have a. You have your own authority, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't know how big it was until I actually got in the game and seeing that it's so many people that are truckers that they own their truck, but they don't have their own authority, and they're running up under other people, mm-hmm. and so." Now, when I come across people, it's more or less, hey, look, do you know that you actually can get your own authority and I can I can tell you how to do it, you know, because, you know, it's always better helping other people. It that's, is. That's what I, I feel good when I help other people. It so, is. It so. is. It is. So now let's to go to the boutique and then we're going to circle back around because I got to have some fun with you about some stuff with all you got going on. Tell me, tell us a little bit about the boutique. I'm sure you, you came up with that one, right? Yes, yes. So so probably like in 2008, I had started, um, it was called Ramika's Fashion then. <laughs> and because I always, I, I've always been a lover of fashion. And so I wanted to do it online. And um, I was like, you know, I'm only sell dresses because I can't see myself as a woman ordering things. Now, this was before everything, the craze of online ordering and everything had really taken off. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started that, and then I ended up going into the restaurant business, and I left it alone. But then when I moved to Illinois, I thought about it. I was like, man, I really, I've, I've been always wanting a boutique. And so I opened a boutique in Illinois. And when I say that it was the best experience that I've ever had as far as, because I, I felt good about it because it was something that I love to do. So I loved the fact that I was able to go in and <laughs> hand pick items and shop and, you know, and, and, and then put it out there and for people to come in and say, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is nice. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it made me feel good. But now, like, um, 
we had the boutique open, and since we moved back to Atlanta, I ended up um, closing the boutique in Illinois, but I still do online. Okay. So we still have an online website. It's um, www.griffinclothes.com. Now, let me, let me ask you a question. And what, what I guess this was some Anthony would say, and fair and, and honest disclosure, how cool would it be for you to actually meet an actual fashion designer? What would that do for you? That would blow my mind. Well, my co-host on here, he's sitting here just mildly, ain't saying not one word. I'm saying, I know you're just not going to sit there. He is a fashion yeah. designer. His name is Edmund Newton, and he's in, he was uh, run up a Project Runway. So you need to be, Edmund, tell her who you are. I, I was listening to the young lady speaking. You know how you be in church and your mama push you out there to say something. Go on and say something. Tell her who you are. <laughs> how you doing? It's, it's good to hear your passion for fashion like that. He was he was waiting for that moment, but I was listening to I your sure story was. and I wanted to hear it all and, and let you get it out. I, I'm not one to really interrupt people when they're speaking, so I like to, you know, hear that whole thought process. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you maybe we can get together at some point, you know, because I can't tell you now. This is the thing. The, the reason why I said it would blow my mind is because I really want to get in tune with people who actually design. Okay. You know, and, and, and it's so different um, from you just going on, you know, a website. I mean, going through wholesalers, basically. Right, yes. and, and buying things, you know. And then you don't know the quality that you're getting. And, you know, once it gets there, then you're able to see, hey, uh, I don't know if I'm going to put this out, you know. So, right. So, but when you have things that you can actually touch them and you can see them, and that's, that's, that's amazing because I, I have a niece that's, she designs, and I've been trying to get her to do something with it. And she's, like, really good. She draws, you know, draws her designs out and everything. And I had even told her, like, I'll, 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 I'll sell your things for you. Just, just make something. Yeah. Just make something. <laughs> so what, what is it, what, how, what's her response when you pitch that to her? Because it's not often that, you know, um, in your beginning stages of designing or creating that you have uh, an opportunity like that for your items to be sold in the store. So what is her response? Is she kind of, like, thinking about it or not yeah, really taking it so like, serious? You, you know what? I don't think she took it as serious as I actually gave it to her. Okay. Because she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go and buy the fabrics and, you know, this and that, and, I, and she never did, you know, follow through with it. So. I just left it alone, to be honest with you. Okay. okay. It, it may come to her, you know, in her own timing, you know. Yep. Meanwhile, you're like, if you had that talent, you would take it and run with it and, and do this and do that. So you're able to see something in it. So hopefully you planted some type of seed that will spark, and later on maybe y'all can collaborate on some type of project. Right. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Now, now back to your uh, studio. So I'm, I'm gonna need you to give the people the contact information in order, and in, uh, in case they want a book. So if I wanted to sing, so I cannot sing. I sing really well in the shower, but if I wanted to sing, do a song or uh, something like that, would I be? Able, I could come to your studio. Is that that is exactly what you do, right? If it's a rapper or anybody in the music industry that want to come and lay a track or lay a song, you you able to provide all that, right? Right, and, and and we even have a live room. So if you want, if you have live instruments and you want to record, you know, your music live, then we have that availability as well. Now that and sounds dope. I'm I would like, to, I would like, actually like to do a sit-in on one of those. I, I love me some live instruments. Uh, my father is a musician, and I've seen it done before as a child, and I've always had that. Just wanting to be in the studio and just see how people. It, you you got to see it, man. It's it nice. Happen. 
uh, and Renique, I like the uh, like like you go in the stu- one of the studios. It got the little got the little, little purple lights running around thing, like a little. It's 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 nice. Okay, but anyway, give them the website and information, and tell them what they have to do to get to, in case they want to reach out to you to actually do a show to do some recording. Okay, and we do podcasts as well. So if you if um, anybody wants professional podcast recording, we also have a podcast room, and um, the website is www.hmdynasty. So H is in Henry, M is in Mary, dynasty.com. HMDynasty.com. And then um, we also do um, bookings over the phone as well, um, 470-299-2965. We are located um, 1901 West Montreal Road, Suite 135 in Tucker, Georgia. Okay. So there's one one other industry that you have probably I'm sure you didn't thought about that I want you to, that I know you would do really well in because I know we, we're about to end the call for you, but so when are you gonna start doing voiceovers? Voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Because don't act like you can't do it. You say, you have an amazing voice. I think you would do well in the voiceover industry as well. And you know you know what I used to, <laughs> listen I used to be a tech support representative for Verizon for many years uh-huh. and people used to always tell me. You got a nice voice. You do. <laughs> you you really do. And it's just so calming and soothing and easy to listen to. How do you find find time to get all this stuff done? That's what's so, give us leave, give us uh some type of insight on that. So you know what? I get up early and I go to bed late. All right. Okay. <laughs> that would be good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Renika, thank you so very much for taking the time to call in. Now, you know you got to come down to my studio because we can do another live podcast thing with me and myself and, and Edmund. But uh, I really appreciate what you do. And, of course, if you need me for anything, you know, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and it was nice speaking with you all. You as you well. Too. Take it easy. Have a good one. Okay, you Be too. Be safe. Be blessed. Mm-hmm. All right, you too. All right, y'all. That was Miss Ramika. She has, and I met y'all. Have to go visit that studio. It is really, it's really nice. We need to drive through that. She says she has a lot. It's nice. She does. I'm telling you, the the chairs, the the way the whole thing's happening. You know, I, I, it's always it's room. There's, there's enough out for everybody. You know, we Mm -hmm. got our own studio, but I, Mm -hmm. I want to share. You know what I'm saying? She Mm -hmm. has studio is nice, man. It's really, really nice. The detail she put into it is just like it's almost like that studio is sitting in the wrong place. Like it needs to be in the heart of New York. So it's beautiful. It's really nice. It's really nice. All right, y'all. We're gonna play one more song. We'll come back. No, um, our engineer said we gonna we about to um, about to wrap it up. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, everybody picked up something, you know, health wise and and we really appreciate you wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all wear the mask and make tu- sure you and love. tune in tomorrow, same time, same place. Later. To love one another that heaven might find. A place in their hearts Jesus is God He won't let you down Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. 
tune in at this time next week and stay safe.